the Bible, right? The Bible is the greatest book ever written. And in fact, as we mentioned before, it's not just a book, it's a library. It's, it's a book that consists of 66 books. And uh, last week we discussed um, where the Bible came from. And we, we found out that the Bible was written over 1,500 years. And it had 40 different authors within the Bible. On, and it was written on three different continents and in three different languages. It's the most accurate at 99.998% um, and the most popular book in the world. And not only that, but it, it's inspired by God, which means that God has used, he's used uh, disciples, he used apostles, he used prophets to write this book. Um, and, um, but not only is it inspired by God, not only did God write this book through these people, it's also infallible, which means, which means um, there is no error in it. Um, you know, it's, it, it has no, uh, it's an errant, it's infallible, it has no theological error. And we see, uh, you know, this 99.998%, my mic's doing weird things, um, is uh, we see that, that, that in that percentage, that percentage is uh, that 0.002% um, is there because people like to say different things. Different translations say different things um, with different words in there. And so we have different translations of the Bible, and that's where that 0.002% comes from. Um, but we know that, that the Bible is without error, and the Bible is a powerful weapon, um, and, and it's, it's a great tool for our lives. And, um, you know, not only that, but people around the world have been, have been tortured for it. They've been killed over it. Um, it's one of the most dangerous Bibles, or one of the most dangerous books in our world. Um, so, as we get started, I want to turn to 1 Corinthians, or sorry, 2 Corinthians 3.14, um, the verses that we've been going over. And I want to read that before we get started. 2 Timothy. Why do I keep saying 2 Corinthians? It's not on my sheet as 2 Corinthians. I said that the first service too. No idea. No idea why. All right, so we're going to read this together. And, uh, uh, well, I'm going to read it to you, and we're going to follow along together. Um, It says this. It says, uh, But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. And they have given you wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. This should sound very familiar. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And in verse 17 it says, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. See, the Bible this thing right here is a tool, and God has given it, given it to us to teach us and to, to help us realize what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And so if we are in this word, if we are in the Bible, if we're in this book, um, when we do something wrong, we know that we, did that, that we did that wrong, right? Because we are in the Bible, we're in the word, and, and it is used for correction and helps us and teaches us what is right. Um, you know... Uh, we have in America um, probably more Bibles um, than any other country. 
Um, we have, um, actually in our world um, as a whole, we have 450 translations um, of, English, of the English Bible. 450. And some of, those are, some of those are Old English, so you may not want to read them, but they're English. Um, so we have so many copies of the Bible. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's a, there's a study done by Lifeway. And, and they found out that in the average American home, the average American home household has about four Bibles. Um, and this isn't, this isn't the average Christian American home. This is the average American home has about four Bibles. They also found out that of those people who read their Bible once a month, only one-third read their Bible once a day. One out of three people. And as Christians, we need to realize that this book is so much more than a book. And it's important for us, um, it's crucial for our Christian faith. And it's crucial for us to be in it. So the first thing we need to do, um, um, we've, I've talked about how important the Bible is, but the, we also need to talk about um, how to use it. And so um, the first thing we need to do when using the Bible is we need to get a grip on it. We need to get a grip on God's word. Um, the Navigator's Ministry um, has a great analogy for this um, on how to get a grip on God's word. Their ministry is actually uh, one of the ministries that we are using in the church. We have a group of individuals that are, um, that are doing this discipleship um, group right now in our church, and they have been really helpful in that. And, and so they have a really great really get great illustration on how to use the Bible. Um, we can see that, well, they use it with fingers, use it with a hand. And, and they tell us that, that in order to get a grasp on God's word, we have to hear it, we have to read it, we have to study it, memorize it, and meditate on it. And uh, let me show you guys how this works. So if we hear the Bible, if we come to church on Sunday morning, and um, we hear uh, Aaron speak, and uh, we know we are Bible-preaching church, right? So we believe and we, we preach the Bible, so you, that's how you hear the Scripture. And so if you hear it, and if you meditate on it, you have a pretty tiny grasp on it, right? Pretty tiny grasp. Um, but I can still rip it out of my hand pretty easy. Um, but if you hear it and you read it, if you do both of those, you have, you have an even better grasp, a better grip on it. Now, if you study it, even better. And if you memorize it, you have, I mean, I could not rip this, probably, probably not rip this out of my own hand. You know, this is how we are to approach the Bible. And it's important for us to realize that all of these things are important to um, get, a, get a grasp on the Bible and what the, what the Bible is. So we're going to go through these things this morning. We're going to spend most of my time this morning um, talking about what it means, what these five things mean um, when looking at the Bible. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is, is hearing the Bible. And hearing the Bible is the easiest way we can utilize God's Word, right? All we have to do is come here on, on Sunday morning and listen to a, a sermon, and we can hear God's Word. But it's not just the easiest way, but it is one of the most important ways. Uh, most important way. And it gets us hungry um, for the Word. Um, you know, I, 
in my life, sometimes I like to, uh, um, in the office, if I'm doing, like, I do some of the graphics. So if I'm doing the graph- some of our graphics, sometimes I'll just put some earbuds in my ear and just listen to the Bible as well. And so that's another way that you can hear um, Scripture and listen to Scripture. Um, the second way that we can um, approach the Bible is by reading it. So hearing um, keeps us hungry. Reading keeps us healthy. Um, think, of it, think of it like this. If you're watching TV and a commercial comes on and there's just like this big juicy steak that just comes on the TV or a big hamburger and you're like, oh man, I'm so hungry right now. I could go for that. And I'm, I'm, I know this isn't the greatest analogy right before lunch, but, uh, but think, of that, think of it that way in terms of, of hearing the word. You know, that, that's our kind of our commercial. It's our, it gets us hungry for the word. Um, you, know, um, you know, in the same way that, that, that hearing gets us hungry, reading is actually our food. It's our spiritual food. Um, it keeps us healthy. And so if we, if we eat a lot of scripture, um, you know, we, we become more healthy. But if we starve ourselves of scripture then we start get, to get sick. Our Christian faith starts to, starts to hurt and starts to get sick. And, and, and it really, it starts to, uh, we start to dwindle away. And, and this, is, this is the reason why we need the Bible so much and why we need to read the Bible. Um, the third thing is we need to study the Bible because studying helps us discover, discover God's truth about God's word. And it gives us a greater insight to who God is. And not only that, but once we realize who God is and have a greater insight into that, we understand who we are and what the purpose was um, of, of Christ dying on the cross, what the purpose of salvation is. And so studying the Bible is, is an important thing. Um, I know a lot of you, uh, I know myself, I'm going through a chronological Bible right now. So I'm going through a year Bible, um, the Bible in a year, and... And so there's some passages sometimes that I stumble upon that I'm like, I have no idea why I just read that. Like, why is that in the Bible? Well, studying helps us realize what we're reading. Um, think of it this way. If you're going through Leviticus, right? <laughs> and you're like, why in the world are all of these rules in here? You know, what is the point? Or if you're going through uh, the genealogies, if you're going, you know, um, so-and-so begot so-and-so, who we got so-and-so, who we got so-and-so, who we got so-and-so, and it, keeps, it just keeps going. You know, why in the world am I reading this? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, um, we can go back and we can study and we can kind of understand what the purpose, uh, why God put that there. Because nothing in the Bible, I mean, everything in the Bible is there for a reason. Um, and so it's okay when we're reading it to skip over it and to, to, to keep reading. But when we come back, um, and we get a grasp on the word after we start reading it. When we come back and study it, it's important to understand why the things are there that are in the Bible. The fourth thing, the fourth finger, is to memorize. And memorization goes even deeper. Memorizing the word of God gets us ready. Gets us ready for whatever life throws at us. Really for whatever Satan throws at us. And not only that... Um, it helps us to hide the word in our mind, in our thoughts. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's like taking, basically, it's taking the words of a page and putting them in our, in, our, in our minds. And when you think about this, if you step back and you look at God for who he is, and you realize that he is the same God who spoke this world into existence. He created this world by speaking. We have his words. We have his words that we can memorize, that we can have in our own minds. And so when, when struggles, when stuff comes at you, you know, when, when things are going bad, we have that advice to go, to go back and, and look at in the, the words of God that, that he spoke to us about certain things. And not only that, but if, you know, um, people come to you, if someone who you know is going through a rough time, you know, we have pretty good advice if we memorize scripture because we have God's word um, in our thoughts and in our minds. And so uh, memorizing is, is one of the hardest, one of the hardest fingers, <laughs> but it's, it's one of the most beneficial and it's really one of the most practical, really. Um, you know, utilizing the Bible through memorization will grow your faith. It'll, it'll grow your faith greatly. And, and it'll make you a spiritual powerhouse for God. Uh, you know, God will use you in ways that he could never use you if you didn't have the word in your, in your heart and your mind. And so um, I challenge you guys to, to memorize scripture. Did I go away? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, the last finger, which is not a finger, it's a thumb. Um, is uh, meditating. And meditating is, I, I said memorization is important, but meditating is the most important. Because if we don't meditate on Scripture, I'll, t- I'll show you what that picture looks like. That picture looks like that. And uh, I don't have a grip on Scripture at all. Um, if we do the right thing, if we, if we hear the Word, if we come to church... If we read, if we study, even if we memorize scripture, but we're not doing it for the right reasons, we don't have a grasp on God's word. We don't have a, we don't understand the whole reason why he wrote this in the first place, why he used people to write it in the first place. And, um, you know, meditation transforms us. It's, it's, it's going from head knowledge to having all these verses memorized to reading to studying, going from head knowledge, knowledge to really, um, to, to applying that knowledge to our heart. And, and therefore, our, um, you, know, when we, you know, when we look at Scripture and we don't have a heart behind it, you know, our understanding becomes, like I said, non-existent, and, and, and our grasp on it becomes non-existent as well. So we need to meditate on God's Word. And when I talk about meditation, I'm not talking about this Eastern religion thing, the religious thing, right, where you sit in Indian style, you sit cross-legged, and you, you just go, mm, mm, right? No, that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, meditating on God's word means thinking of it, and it, and it means uh, applying it to our life. Uh, it really it enables us to understand and to live out, um, live out its transforming power in our life. And continually, really continually to work, let it continually work within us so that we can bring it to people who really need it. Um, you see, meditating on scripture, um, memorizing scripture, transforms our, our brain, right? Because we know more. But memorizing or meditating on scripture transforms our heart. And, and 
when we do so, we become more like Christ, um, which is the cool thing, and which is what Christ tells us when he, uh, in the Gospels, when he comes to, came to this world. Um, so now that we understand of, uh, more of, you know, how to get a grip and how, you know, what that really means, um, we need to talk about what it means to get a plan, because if we, um, if we have all these things, we have the, all this knowledge about what we need to do, but we don't have a plan to do it, then we probably won't do it. And um, so the first thing we need to know about getting a plan, um, it's coming, maybe. The first thing we need to know is that um, we need to read the Bible purposefully. Um, and that means we need to re- read the Bible. First of all, we need to read it one book at a time. Remember how I said the Bible is a library? It's like a, it's a holy library. It's a set-apart library. Um, we need to read it one book at a time. And so when you uh, dive into the Word, um, just as you go, just as, okay, so if you go to a library and you um, pick a book off the shelf and you start reading it, you're not going to read it halfway through and then, t- and then close it, put it back on the shelves, uh, get another one, open it, start reading it, read it, you know, three-fourths of the way through, put it on the shelves, get another one, and, and start doing the same thing. No, we want to read the book all the way through so that we get the meaning and when um, we get the story behind it. And so what I do in my own life, I actually read, I read the Bible um, usually more than one book at a time as well as other books. Um, but what I do is I start and I finish. I always finish, whether it be a week from now, a month from now, I always finish that book. And so it's important for us to read, even if we're reading them at the same time, I read one in the morning and one at noon or one in the afternoon, um, to always um, read them purposefully and to read them um, um, from start to finish. The next thing we need to do is check the aim, which is the author's intended meaning. And this has to do with the third finger. Right? It has to do with studying. Um, we need, when we go to Scripture and we want to check the aim, we have to go back and we have to figure out, first of all, who wrote the book. We need to figure out when he wrote the book. We need to figure out why he wrote the book, um, what the, who the people was that he actually wrote it to um, in the time that he wrote it. And when we do this, when we understand more of that and we, and the, uh, we read it through, we um, it, it gives us a greater understanding of, of the scripture, of what we're reading. And it helps us identify the application, which is number three. And um, um, this is what um, we can do with all scripture, which is pretty cool. We can apply it to our own lives. And, um, you know, we have the ability to, um, to um, sit down and to read words on a page and not, just, and not let them just be words on a page to let them transform us. And that's important. Next thing we need to do is um, get a, so we get a grip, get a plan, but we also need to get a habit. Because we can have a plan, and we, know, we can know exactly what we need to do, but if we don't set aside time, if we don't have that habit, then in our, you know, in our lives today, our lives are so busy. Um, it's hard to actually do that thing. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to be really excited about doing something and, you know, um, actually do it for two weeks, for six weeks, for a month, for, for six months. But um, 
that can dwindle away. That can, um, it's easy for that to, for other things to, to go above that. And so um, we want to get a habit. And the first thing we need to realize is that we can't live without food. And so we have to feed our soul. And we have to feed our soul daily. Just as we have three meals a day that we set aside in order to eat food, we need to set aside time to read the Bible, to, to get our spiritual food. Um, that's important. And so um, we need to make space for God's Word. And um, what this means is maybe it means you know setting aside time, sacrificing things, that you have during your week um, that maybe you, you put, you know, your quiet time in there instead. I know um, this will probably surprise some of you, but I do try to do my quiet time in the morning because I am not, <laughs> I'm not a morning person. But I try to do it in the morning because I think, um, in my mind, it makes sense that it's the most beneficial you know, I get my daily bread for that day, and, and, and I get to, to meditate on that and to think about that throughout the day. And God gives me, um, you know, uh, the ability to, to um, learn more as I go throughout the day, which is kind of cool. And so um, it doesn't have to be the morning. I strongly, I think the morning is, is a great time to do it. Um, but make a space, make a time that works for you. Um, the next thing is to get some accountability. And in my own life, this has been um, really turning point for my faith. Because when I found someone that is willing to go through um, our Christian walk together and to read scripture together, and um, I, you know, I can talk to them about what I've read and I can talk to them about what I've studied and what I've heard and what I've listened to and other sermons and different things like that, and we can bounce things off each other, and we can, we can talk about how this would apply to my life and how it would apply to my life um, and to their life. You know, it's, it's a great way to, to keep each other in check as well and, and to, um, to really make sure that each of you are going through, through the Word of God. You know, it's, it's easy to make, a, to make space. It's, it's easy. Um, might not be easy, but, you know, we can do it. Um, but... The thing is, when we do it, inevitably, there's something that comes um, that, that fills that space eventually. And so um, it's good to have somebody to walk alongside you and to ask you how you're doing this week and to really be sincere. How are you doing? How are you doing in your walk? How are you doing in reading scripture? Um, and that's been very important in my, lo- my own life. <clears throat> so as we, um, as we close this morning... Um, I want, you know, I want to talk about how, you know, God has given us this book for a reason. He's given us this word for a reason. And, and that reason isn't, isn't just to sit on a bookshelf, right? It's not just to sit on a sh- bookshelf and look pretty. No, he's given it for our benefit. And, it, and it's a powerful tool when we use it right. Um, you know, we see around the world, especially, I mean, in the last few years, we've seen it, um, that many people have been tortured and have been killed for their faith. In the same way, many people have been tortured and have been killed for this book. And I think that, um, we, you know, there is a reason behind that. Satan knows that is a powerful tool in the hands of his enemy. 
that the word of God is a powerful tool in the hand of, hands of his enemy. And so he is going to take as many uh, down as he possibly can. But we must, you know, we never, uh, I challenge you never to take this thing for granted. Um, you know, it's our moral compass. It's, it's, it's really our map. It helps us to become more like Christ. Our, um, I like to call it our disciples handbook. Um, a way that we can, uh, something that we can follow, a handbook that we can follow that helps us to become more like Christ. Um, and he's given it to us to, to learn from. He's given it to us to, to hear, to read, to study, to memorize, to meditate on, um, and to apply to our own lives. And so I, um, before we end today, I want to read a scripture out of Romans ten seventeen, And uh, Paul's talking here, and he says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. So I challenge you today to set aside that time, to, to find a time that works for you, and to make space for God's word, and to grow in your faith in Christ. Um, because I know you won't regret it. I didn't. Um, so I challenge you to do that. So um, before I am finished, I'll have you guys take out your connection card. And on this... Um, there's some things that you can commit to. Obviously, one thing is what we just talked about is to start that quiet time. Um, but another thing you can do is to memorize 2 Timothy 3.16 that we memorized this week. If you haven't been here the last couple of weeks, go ahead and try to memorize 2 Timothy 3.14-16, and you'll be all caught up. Um, another thing you can do is to get the context around um, the verses that we've been studying and that we've been um, memorizing is to read 2 Timothy 3. That, uh, that's something you can do. And another thing, um, and the last thing that you can do is, is to, re- to repent. And what I mean by this is, is uh, when you look back on what we talked about, on how if we hold the Bible with, with these four fingers, we don't really have a grasp on it, right? So if you're doing these things, if you're studying God's Word, if you're, if you're reading His Word, if you're uh, memorizing Scripture, if you're going to church, just because um, you think it's the right thing to do and not because your heart's in it. And I challenge you guys to, to really to, um, to come to step back and to think about, um, you know, what, why am I doing what I'm doing? And to put that, that theme of meditation and to get a grip, to get a grasp on God's word. And so um, step back and, and ask God um, for just for forgiveness and ask him, you know, um, I realize, you know, I need, I need to get a grip and I need to, to grasp your word greater and, and ask him to help you do that.